What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Deja Entendu podcast. My name is Jessica Davis. This is episode 13, and I want it to be about how to get closure. Now, getting closure could apply to a lot of different aspects of life. You can get closure from a job. You can get closure from a death. You can get closure from a relationship. I specifically wanted to talk about how I got closure from one of my past relationships because I've been feeling and thinking a lot about closure lately just through some things that have been going on in life and things that have happened to me in life. I feel like it's really important and I think that a lot of people don't get closure and they kind of just like leave things hanging and they don't really know how to move on appropriately or how to move forward with their lives and like keep themselves open to new things and new relationships and new connections and things like that. I know I'm definitely not one to speak on closure when it comes to death because my dad passed in 2010 and I just had his nine-year anniversary and that was still hard for me. Um, Even in sobriety, you know, I'm coming up on four years here really, really soon. Um, It just is not something that I've dealt with enough because so many years were just like, you know, swept under the rug. I was procrastinating getting sober, procrastinating dealing with, you know, my issues and dealing with his death and whatnot. And so I don't really feel like I'm the person to speak on that. As far as relationships go, when I did get sober, it was so easy for me to see things clearly and see relationships for what they actually were because when I was drinking and I would be in a relationship so many things were so like emotionally reliant and so many things were you know suppressed or um, exaggerated because of alcohol right I would repress like these feelings or these thoughts and then I you know or I would get drunk and I would fly off the handle and be so extremely emotional I was literally a train wreck like people would call me a train wreck and I was like I'm not a train wreck but like yeah looking back now I absolutely 100% was so I kind of just wanted to touch on that and the guy that I'm talking about his name is AJ and he's a complete sweetheart we're friends now I mean I wouldn't really well I don't even know if I would like call us friends we're definitely civil he's a super super nice guy we had you know always so much fun together and Um, we are definitely civil now, and we, you know, back when I was in Bend, we hung out a couple times before I had moved, and before he moved, and, you know, before we went our separate ways, but it was really nice, and it was really pleasant, and there was no, you know, no romance, and it was so refreshing just to, like, have him, like, back in my life, but in, like, a good way, and in, on, like, a good side, you know what I mean? So, throughout our relationship, I... Not even just the relationship with him, but, like, back in the day, I used to just be this piece of shit where I would tell someone that I have feelings for them, but, like, one, maybe not give them the time of day or not give them my full attention, but, like, play these mindfuck games where I would be like, okay, I'll see you, but, like, I'm not going to commit to you and I'm not going to be your girlfriend. You know what I mean? I would kind of just, like, hang out with them, but I would also, like, hang out with other dudes. And it wasn't... Or girls. And it wasn't like I was having sex with all of these people. It wasn't like that. It was just that I had commitment issues. And before I got married, I honestly still felt like I did. (laughs) Um, 
But I had commitment issues, like really serious ones, you know, because I was afraid of committing myself to anything that I knew was potentially going to leave me or potentially could hurt me, right? Because we're scared of being hurt and that's, we're scared of being hurt, but we're also scared of being alone. So it's kind of a double-edged sword in the sense that you have to choose one path or the other. Um, And they're not inevitable. You can go your entire life without being left or you can go your entire life without being hurt. Like that's possible, but you're definitely one of the lucky ones if that does happen to you. So I wouldn't commit myself to him among other people in my life. And we kind of like, you know, we would go, I remember like specifically one fourth of July, like I was at this party and we were in this group of people and he came out and was like we were talking about something I can't even remember this was so long ago and I was wasted already but I somehow remember this because my friend Taylor was there and he was like oh someone had asked us they were like so are you guys seeing each other now and AJ was like yeah we're kind of seeing each other I would say that I would say so and I was like really? Like, you think we're seeing each other? I was like, I don't think so. You're not my boyfriend. And it was so cold, like, in this group of people who, like, I probably didn't even know most of them, but I was like, I'm not committed to you. And I wanted everyone to know that and just was, like, so rude and so, and that probably really hurt his feelings, you know? And, um, yeah, and I just, like, completely shut him down in front of all of his friends, and it was so mean. It was so mean, you guys. And, so then I, like, went about my day, and he kept, like, following me around and was like, Jessica, like, why are you saying that? Like, aren't we, together? Aren't we like, seeing each other? Don't we have something? And I was like, yeah, we have something. Like, I have fun hanging out with you, and I really like you, but, like, I'm not going to commit myself to you. And so that kind of went on for a while. And I finally gave in. I'm not entirely sure, like, at what point throughout us hanging out, I was like, okay, I'll be your girlfriend. Oh, I think it was, I feel like I remember living with my buddy Colton and AJ came over one night and was like, I need to go do something. And he was telling, you know, this girl who had interest in him that he wasn't going to be with her because he wanted to be with me. And so that happened. And then I was like, okay, you just showed me that you are 100% about me. So I feel like I'm in a place where I am comfortable enough to commit to you. So we did that. So we, you know, were together for a while. I honestly can't even remember how long at this point because a lot of that time honestly is a blur. (laughs) Um, If I'm just being so blunt and honest. But um, yeah, we were together for a little bit and then it was always long distance. You know, it was completely long distance because I was living in Bend and he was in the Air Force and... He was just working and I would go down and see him and we would hang out and, you know, um, he would come up and see me and we were so compatible, you guys. We always had so much fun and we just were, like, both angry people. We, like, I wouldn't even say angry at, like, one specific thing, but we just, like, connected on this level that was so cynical And I love that about him, you know? And 
I was always, like, afraid that his parents didn't like me, and, like, still to this day we talk about it, um, because I was convinced that his parents didn't like me because, like, his dad's a state trooper, and I was like, I'm this, you know, piece of garbage, alcoholic, like, your dad wants you to be with someone who's, like, you know, this perfect little cutie who never gets in trouble and is smart and has so much going for her, like, not someone like me who has, who's an alcoholic and has, like, problems, who has issues, right? I was like, you deserve better. And that was definitely one of the insecurities in our relationship for me was I was always kind of feeling like not not that I wasn't good enough for him, but not good enough for his family and like what he should have. That was really heavy on my mind. And so we had talked about it a few times, but it never really like came between us. Um, but because we were doing the long distance thing, you know, I would go to parties and hang out with other people, but, you know, I was still committed to AJ and whatever. And then, you know, we started to lose trust a little bit in the relationship, I think, because of the distance. Um, And that honestly just kind of happens to the best of us. You know, I was... He felt like I was doing some questionable things and, you know, he had his reservations about certain things and I had the same about him. You know, I was worried. I was like you could have any girl you want. Like, why are you with me? You know? And so that, it was kind of this back and forth and it was really hard for a while. And we decided to pull the title, right? Like the titles of boyfriend and girlfriend and just continue seeing each other, but like not make it anything very serious. And I think that he was under the impression that we were going to get back together at some point. And I, because at this point I was such a mess with alcohol, I was all over the place, you guys. I was getting in car accidents left and right. I was seeing whomever I wanted to, spending, you know, whatever time with whomever I wanted to. It was, I was completely reckless and I, um, I would, I was talking with AJ, you know, like we would talk on the phone or FaceTime or text or whatever. And we had that communication, that like, that level of intimacy. And then I met this this guy came into my bar, the bar that I was working at, and we kind of just hit it off, and I never told him about AJ, but in my eyes, I was like, I'm single, so I can do whatever I want, and like, with complete disregard to what AJ would think, or what he was feeling, or just basically the worst human ever (laughs) at the time, you know, and uh, so with complete, you know, disregard for his feelings, I went on a date with this guy who, mind you, was literally, like, we had this thing where I, I, like, guessed his age, and I guessed that he was 42, and he told me he was 36, but you guys, he looked, like, he looked 45, and he was a beautiful man, don't get me wrong, but, like, at the time, I was 22, and seeing this 36-year-old, and he was about to be 37, And he took me to the coast for, like, well, we went on our date, and he was like, well, if we ever decide to do this again, and I was like, excuse me, like, you're not someone who gets to tell me if we're going to see each other again. I was like, if I want to see you, then we'll make it happen. I had this, like, fucking arrogance, and, like, I'm thinking back now, like, how gross, like, how annoying is that to just be so territorial, but I knew what I wanted, and I wanted to hang out with him again. And we did. And um, the second time that we ever hung out, he took me to the coast for like three days. And I had put a picture of it on Instagram and AJ wrote me immediately and was like, what's going on? Where are you? 
Like, who are you spending this time with? Where have you been the last three days? Because you weren't talking to me, so, like, what's going on? And I was like, well, I was hanging out with this guy that I met, and I'm low-key sorry, but, like, not really sorry, because it was what I wanted to do. You guys, can you even fucking believe that? <laughs> like, hearing it come out of my mouth now is just so... That's, like, definitely something I would do, you know? Um, so, I was honest with him. I never lied to him, you know? I was honest because it was what I wanted, and I felt like I was allowed to because I was, quote, single, right? I, like, didn't have any real attachments, like, with the, with the, uh, the titles. So... So we did that, and AJ was livid and very hurt, and he he hurt for a very long time after that, and I didn't hurt at first, but I feel like the more angry he was with me over time, and the more hurt he was, and I could feel it, I started feeling the repercussions of my own actions, and um, this other guy and I had started dating, and he was... He was a tour manager and he was, you know, very successful. He made like a shit ton of money, you know, every year. Like we're talking like close to six figures a year, you know, he just bought a house like he was spoiling me left and right. And it wasn't just about money, you guys, because that wasn't what I wanted from this person. What I wanted from this person was like, I think I actually talked about this in my um, toxic relationships and to toxic people episodes. I think it's number four with Courtney. But he never gave me what I actually needed in that relationship. And what I actually needed was that level of intimacy, that level of um, commitment. It was, I needed affection. I needed words of affirmation. I needed all of the things that he couldn't give me because he was just giving me like monetary things. He was giving me material things. And I didn't really want those things from him. And so it came to a point where, um, you know, I was feeling like I had left a really good thing for something that I knew wasn't going to pan out. You know, I had left AJ, you know, and this potential of, you know, getting back together or at least like being on good terms. And I had completely 100% fucked him over. And I did it for this fling that was a ton of fun while it lasted, you know, it, you know, he took me skydiving, he took me bungee jumping, we went on all these trips, he took me to, um, St. Petersburg, he, you know, it was always fun hanging out with him, but it was never romantic, it was never like he was my boyfriend, and in that episode that I was just referring to, he even had trouble calling me his girlfriend, like, people would ask him if we were together, and he would say that he didn't have a girlfriend, and so that was direct karmic retribution for the way that I treated AJ, just like back on that 4th of July that I was talking about. You know, it was, oh, I'm not with that person. I'm not with anyone. I'm single, you know? And that was exactly the way that this person treated me. And it was really, really hard after we split because I was like, I miss AJ, you know? I miss, like, I miss that friend more than anything. I miss hanging out with him and, you know, being so cynical together and, you know, going to shows and fucking, like, moshing together and, you know, 
we just used to like drink and have the best fucking talks. And I missed that, you know, but I knew that my time with him had come and gone, that I wasn't getting him back and that the time that we had shared together was all that we were going to have. And I needed to appreciate that for exactly what it was. And I needed to, you know, respect him and value him for exactly the way that he was. And I, you know, I was gone for a while and I came back and I had messaged him in 2017, two years ago. I was already with Jake. I was with my husband now. Um, but I was honest with him and said, hey, Jake, like, I need to go meet up with an ex and I need to make amends for some things that I've done and the way that I treated him. And he was understanding of that. And he was like, okay, girl, like you do what you need to do. And he, he understood. And so I did. And so I messaged AJ and was like, hey, can we meet up? Like, I really feel like I need to talk to you about something. And at this point, I think we were civil. Like we didn't talk all the time, you know, but it wasn't like, fuck you. I hate you. I don't want you in my life. I never want to see you again. You're nothing. It was never like, it was, I feel like it was like that at one point, <laughs> like maybe when we first split and he found out I was seeing someone else. But like at this point in 2017, it was not like that at all. He had calmed down a lot. I had gotten my head clear at this point. I was two years sober, 2017. Yeah, I was two years sober. So um, I was finally finding clarity in what I needed to do in the person that I was becoming. So I reached out to him and said, hey, I just want like an hour of your time. We can meet up here and talk. And he was like, okay. And so we met up and that conversation was so satisfying. So much of myself, like this piece of me that was reserved just for AJ was so satisfied. I don't really know how to explain it, but I've talked about making amends before. And this is the exact example that I was referring to when I was talking about it before. Um, it just helps you to sleep better at night. It makes you not have to worry about what that person thinks of you. It makes you not have to worry about, you know, if they're angry with you or if they're holding resentments towards you or if they think of you in an ill manner or wish you terrible things. You know what I mean? It's just one less thing that you have to worry about. And you can't control what other people think and you can't control how other people act, but you can control your own actions. So I took control of my own actions and we sat down for like an hour. We were having lunch or something. And I was like, look, I just want you to know for all of the things that I did that hurt you for completely shutting you out and seeing someone new basically behind your back, you know, for all of the drunk times for any drunk words for the hateful things I've said or done or literally anything that I've done to hurt you, I am sorry. I am taking responsibility. I am taking accountability for anything that's ever hurt you that have been my actions. I am sorry. And he was like, Jessica, it never really was that bad. Like, I was really hurt after, you know, you started seeing so-and-so, but but it is what it is, you know? I was hurting then, but, like, I always loved you. I always cared about you, you know? And it was so sweet of him, you guys. It was so sweet. And he just, like, took my apology, and he 
made me feel better about the things that I had done to him. And um, still to this day, it's like so relieving to think about, you know, and it, it's so nice to like rest easy and just kind of like, it's one of those things now that I can let go because I've done what I needed to do and I got closure in that conversation. And now like even literally just like two hours ago, I was in the car and I had this playlist playing and an old neck deep song came on and I took a picture of it and sent it to him and he like, you know, sent a heart and was like classic. And I was like, yeah, because certain things still remind me of you, like, in a sweet way. Not in a romantic way, but in a sweet way. Like, hey, I hope you're doing well. And this is the world reminding me that you still exist and that you're still in my life. And I appreciate that and I appreciate you. And you can have that. And that's closure. And that's civilized friendship. And I just felt the need to share that with you guys because being friends with your exes is possible. Getting closure is possible. You know, not all relationships have to end in bitter agony, you know? So, yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed that. That was, like, real and emotional. I wasn't even planning on recording this today because the episode doesn't come out until Wednesday, but it's Tuesday right now, and I just, you know, got home and I had been running errands all day, and so I just really felt the need to talk about this and let you guys know that it's fucking possible. So if you like what you hear, rate, review, subscribe. You guys can find me on Instagram at Dejan Tondu Podcast. Again, my name is Jessica Davis. I have a ton of other episodes that are super useful, super, super helpful. I hope you guys enjoy all of them and I will talk with you next week. Mm-hmm.